storygoers, and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, the video game storytelling podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. And I am your co-host, Ryan Bauer. <laughs> yeah, my co-host is having a stroke. That's okay. We recovered. We're good. Quick <laughs> recovery. We're doing okay. <laughs> Ryan, in probably a little less than two hours, we're going to see the Barbie movie. We are, yeah. Super yeah. psyched. I know, I partners. think it'll be really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I see this respectfully towards both of us. Yeah, I think we're, we are very uh, self-actualized. That's a big word. Yeah, uh, guys, I think we could both be Kens, but not yeah. like but cool Kens, you know? For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Go ahead, please. I'm not entirely sure what it entails. I think I'll know much more in a couple hours of what that experience is like. But I feel pretty <laughs> confident. <laughs> I. I know for sure I'm not the kind of Ken that has like a vest on with no shirt under it. I'm not mm. that Ken. Right. And I right. and I know that about myself. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm a Ken that has a, a closed shirt, you know, a whole mm. shirt on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, I think I'm more of an emotionally available Ken. Like I, mm. I think I would have a button that would say like, oh, that sounds rough. You know what I mean? That, that's <laughs> what I would say. <laughs> yeah. Very oh, helpful. Oh, that sounds rough. Very helpful I had button a, to have. Yeah. Ken, I had a great day. Press this button. Oh, that sounds rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's really handy. Yeah, yeah. Emotional support, Ken. Emotional support, Ken. Everybody needs an emotional support, Every- Ken. Yeah, yeah. For sure. yeah. I do think, because we haven't seen the movie yet. I'm assuming yeah. it's, I mean, everyone's talking about how great it is. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming you probably like it. Uh, but if I do like it, I am fully committed to uh, dressing up as Ken for Halloween this year at work. <laughs> um, just to embarrass my clients. Like, all the cli- yeah. all the younger clients... We're just not having it. Like my seven, the seven-year-old I have is like that was so embarrassing that mm-hmm. I sh- came up and, and dressed up as Mario last year. Yeah. So now I'm just ready to up the ante and go. <laughs> make them, make them live in those uncomfortable feelings, and then you yes. know exist and work through them, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. Let's use those coping skills. That's right. <laughs> to, to put up with your annoying therapist. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> And can then you, like, have the costume as a tax write-off, right? As a business expense. You would think so. You would <laughs> yeah. think so. Yeah. TurboTax is a jerk, so I don't know if they'll or not. They're yeah, a huge pain true. in the butt to deal with. We'll yeah. see. Ryan, how are you? And what have you been playing? Uh, I am doing pretty well. Um, enjoying a nice weekend of beautiful weather. Went on a nice walk with the dog this morning. So he is passed out. Uh, has been passed all day, so that's good. Um, what I've been playing, a couple things. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 just came out. Very exciting. Um, I haven't played very much of it at all. I've played maybe four hours. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's, it's very fun, um, but it is like, it is going to be a big old experience. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot going on, and I'm excited but overwhelmed. Like, having to control four characters is a challenge that I have not been able to overcome yet, but I think, I think I'll get there. Um, but it's been very fun so far. Nice. Have you have you also discovered the remove all clothes button that is being discovered a lot on Twitch? <laughs> I mean, there it like it when you're making the character. I know yeah, that that button yeah. exists. Um, and also, like, there are multiple different variations of different genitalia you can choose, which is wild. That's wild. It's That's wild. And, and like, it has nothing to do with like w- w- what your character looks like. It is completely <laughs> separate. There's like four. Uh, male genitalia options and three female genitalia options, which is, which, uh, or I guess like presenting options. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is wild um, and very cool. Um, and so, what a weird, wild world wow. 
Um, Games are but crazy. A, but a great one. Um, but yeah. a great one. So that's been very fun. I haven't gotten too far into it. I'm excited to play it more. Um, I'm excited to play it with people at some point because I think that'll be less people to control, which sounds exciting. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a great time. And then, even more than Boulder's Gate, I've been playing a lot of Pikmin 4 and uh, very problematic from like a uh, how things are happening standpoint as in like, <laughs> we're going to a new planet <laughs> And where you grabbing these like they just want to help right beings right. and like having them do things for you, but it's very fun. It's very like very relaxing to just like walk around while they hum and sing um, in their cute little Pikmin voices, or like walking with this small army and they're like cute little pitter patters on the ground, and then they just like you send them off things and they like hum, and it's very fun and very oh, good, wow. and uh, it's a good time. Um, and it, it is a big bummer when they die, but I made it pretty far. I, it it makes their stakes, right? You care and don't want these things to, to die. Yeah. So you, you try really hard to make sure it doesn't happen. And when it does happen, it's a big bummer. But there is a rewind button, and at any point you can rewind time and go no, back. No, you cannot. Anytime it, you can rewind time, there's like in, in minute intervals. So if, if you have this big, a bunch of people Pikmin die, you just rewind time and it never happened. Uh, which is really wild. cool which That's is really wild. good it makes it makes it feel much more like it isn't a complete heartbreak if like you run up to a monster and he just eats or rolls and crushes all over your pikmin mm-hmm. you don't have to like start from zero and feel really terrible that you just kill all these creatures you can just rewind time give it another go um which i really i really like um a whole lot yeah um, so that's very fun um but yeah pikmin's been very fun i'm really enjoying it that's that's wild the, is is that part of like the the storyline with the reversing time? No, or is it, it's, it, it is it it is completely a mechanic. It is like a oh, okay. like a hey, don't if 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 things are stressful, turn back time. I think I think this game is a reaction to people feeling like hey, your other games are like a bit too intense and a bit too stressful. Like they don't feel there's this like which they're still dealing with it. There's this like cute like adorable like really whimsical world. Versus this, like, really intense um, yeah. gameplay. And I think that was kind of putting some people off. So that mechanic and, I, and is is now just built in. And I think, like, there is no time limit anymore other than, like, it, time does move. And at nighttime, you have to make sure everyone's back at base or else they get left behind. Uh, but it's, but uh. you get, like, you get like a button you push that sends everybody who's idle back to base. Like, you eventually unlock something that you whistle, and everybody who isn't with you runs back to base, dashes back to base. And you can really clearly see the time limit, and you have, like, maybe five minutes when it hits, night, when it hits like, dusk to move people back. And this, like, big countdown appears, and it is stressful, um, mm. but there's a lot of tools to... And as long as the Pikmin are with you, they either need to be with you or by the base. They can't be, okay. like, in the middle. Um, but you also like your dog can go fetch them and bring them to you, or you can whistle and have them come to you. There's a lot of cool quality of life things that like make it feel less abrasive to play, where you're constantly kind of feeling uh, stressed out, like, and you're gonna make and and it's still it's still there. And there are these like uh, we don't have to talk about Pikmin too long, but there are these like uh, modes where you like you have seven minutes, collect as much stuff as you want, and the challenge is finding like the perfect route and the perfect like series of steps like okay i have yellow pikmin so i'm gonna send them after break this electric fence i'm gonna take my rock pikmin and i'm gonna go do fighting because they're really good at fighting and then while those rock pikmin are fighting i'm gonna run back and tell the yellow pikmin to go over here and like you're constantly bouncing back and forth there's just like whole like japanese uh one big thing they talk about is this thing called dandori which is like 
organizing your thoughts and organizing things you were doing in a, in a productive way. And they talk about that a lot. And they're called like Dandori battles. You like, it's you versus another NPC. And you're like, who can be the most efficient in organizing your Pikmin? And there's like a lot of story months that are related to that. Uh, but it's really fun. And for my brain specifically that really enjoys like puzzly things and management games, I was not expecting it to like give me the same good feeling as like Starcraft does where you're yeah. like managing a bunch of things, but it does. And I, I really enjoy it. Very interesting. Ooh, yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, me either. Me either. I was, I like, very not try. into it. And then I tried the demo, and the demo was okay. But then once I got to, like, the open world and you start to unlock more things and you get all the different Pikmin, uh, it gets very fun. Interesting. Okay. All right. I'll have to try it. Yeah. Give it a try. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, cool. Thanks for the heads up. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a try if, if, if you're interested. Uh, yeah. If not, that's okay, too. Not every game exactly. is for everybody, you know? That's yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, but Eric, how are you, and what have you been playing? I'm I'm good. It is like you said, Ryan, a beautiful weekend. I'm still studying for my my license test. So I'm stressing out about it. I might push yeah. it off because I'm terrified to take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I finally found a good a good studying app to to use, and I'm getting some good scores on it, which makes me feel more confident. Um, but it's just ah, oh, it's just so much. It's it was like two hundred seventy dollars just to. to take the test if i feel like i do it another 270 it's just like oh my god yeah it's just yeah. wild times wild times um but yeah so other than that everything's fine though um and i'm just i've been playing the same thing i played last time we talked <laughs> i'm just playing a lot of Fortnite. i yep. cannot stop playing it it's so much fun mm-hmm. um but i'm kind of ready for i think i said this last time i'm ready for the season to be done with i'm, I'm kind of hit my my limit, but I'm sure once the new season drops and I think at the end of this month, the dopamine hit will shoot back to <laughs> my brain and I'll be right back in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then some more Street Fighter Six, trying to get good at that. Just doing a lot of like tutorial stuff, getting to get into, I need a more simplest, I'm learning about myself. I need a more simple character, like a Ryu character or uh, for anyone who plays, Luke is also very much in that same vein. So that's the kind of character I can go for more, but I'm trying to see if I can get good at them. I can branch out and learn other characters too. So, um, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot. It's a good time. And Evo, if you're a huge uh, fighting game fan, you probably already know this, but Evo's on right now. Evo's oh, oh, actually, cool. you'll be, this will be out Monday. So I think it'll probably be over by then. So yeah. never mind. You missed out. You should look it up on YouTube. <laughs> if you're interested. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's it. Uh, story goers, as always, you can send us your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives to our email at talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. You can also find us on our social media, which is uh, Instagram and threads. You can also leave us a voicemail and text at 207-494-4334 or answering our poll question down below. If you're listening to us on Spotify, um, there'll be a poll question. You can just scroll down and answer, um, and we'll read all those inputs, read all those uh, things in a future episode. Uh, and we hope that you enjoyed our last episode of Bread and Fred. Uh, I know it was kind of weird. I hope people enjoyed uh, the screaming penguin part. Uh, that sounds terrible, uh, terrifying. It's not that bad. Um, but I tried really hard to make it funny. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully it, hopefully it landed well. <laughs> I, was a little, I was a little nervous about it, but it sounded funny to me. I laughed out loud when I heard it, so I thought it was good. Um, of course, if you feel like uh, you have... The means and desire, if you want to donate to our Patreon, that'd be fantastic. That'd be great in supporting us, uh, as well as uh, rating us on Apple, Spotify, or whatever platform that you're listening to. If you can rate us, that'd be absolutely fantastic. We are, we are at a, on Spotify, we're at a 4.9 of 
I think 16 reviews, which is great. We'd love to get to 17 reviews. Um, someone definitely voted us a four star. That hurt a little bit. We appreciate the honesty. Honesty is great. Um, but yeah, so now we'll never get the five. Never, we'll never keep the five, the five stars. But that's okay. It, no, nothing's perfect, right? That's nothing's right. Nothing's perfect. That's yeah. right. <sighs> Except for us. So anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but today we're doing something a little different for our DLC episode. Um, Ryan, do you mind? Sorry, I always put it on to you. I don't talk too much in these in these moments. Do you mind yeah. explaining to the story goers what our plan is for today? Yeah, so our plan is to have a little bit of a debate, a bit of a discussion with no necessarily winner. We're going to pick yeah. a topic, or we have picked a topic, and if you have any ideas for topics, you can send them in to the places listed uh, above yeah. or previously. Um, we have a topic related to video game stories that we are going to choose aside and have a little friendly debate about, which we think is the best way to tell a story or the most interesting way to sto- tell a story. Um, and, and we're going to see see what shakes out. Um, we haven't really prepared ahead of time, which I think normally in debates you have like a ton of prep time. But I think it's more funny, which is the goal, to not prepare and just kind of mm-hmm. see where things go and just kind of see what we come <laughs> up with. Um, and if people enjoy it, maybe we can do more formal debates down the line. But I don't think people come here for debates. I think they come here for video game nonsense. And that's what we're doing today. We're going to talk about video games. We're going to have a little bit of a debate about um, a certain topic. And the topic is uh, silent protagonists versus non-silent protagonists in stories. So um, characters who don't talk or don't say anything the entire game, entire story, versus characters who talk a lot and have a personality and feelings and the benefits and the pros and cons and what all that looks like and what makes for a better story. And we'll start some video game examples and go on from there. Uh, anything yeah. I missed, Eric? Anything you want to add? No. That was great. That was absolutely fantastic. It'd be fun to kind of do a, a debate that we take a, you know, video game story aspects and apply it here and just kind of talk it out. And again, yeah. like Ryan said, no winners. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a winner. Everyone's perspective is valid, and it's kind of fun just to talk about. So, yeah, and uh, yeah. we uh, assigned, or we like, we didn't say what our where our stance was before we assigned right. these, so we could very well be defending something we don't necessarily believe in. Or, and that is part of the fun, part of, like, again, seeing that perspective and realizing that it is also a valid and good way to experience things. Yes. Uh, which is yes. important. And we'll actually share our personal stances at the end of our little debate, which yeah, will be fun. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Ryan had a great idea that we'll, we'll take turns picking which stance we want to take uh, for each debate. So uh, since this one was Ryan's idea, fantastic idea, uh, I asked him if he would, he would take his stance first. And so, Ryan, what, what, what do you feel... In this silent protagonist versus non-silent or verbal protagonist, or you want to call it, yeah. um, in narratives, which side would you like to take? So I am going to be defending the non-silent protagonist, the folks who talk too much and won't shut up. That's mm. what I'm here to defend. That's what I'm here to, to stand up for. Okay. All right. I, I'm happy. I, I feel like I know way more silent protagonists right now for some reason than, yeah. than non-silent. So I feel good about this. Great. Okay. I can do that. So I think if you're okay with it, because I uh, took the stance first and because mm. I gave the stance first, <clears throat> it makes sense for, since that was my advantage, it makes sense that you then go first in the oh. starting arguments. You get to, I chose what we're going to argue over, you you get to then be you have, have your first say. Okay. Okay. All right. So, all right. So then without further ado, I feel like I'm not like a, like a, I'm not like a persecutor <laughs> right now. You know, like, like I'm in court. Gavel. Um, yeah. Your Honor. <laughs> no. Story goers. Uh, 
The story goes, yeah, oh, that's perfect. Story goes, I'm on the side today of silent protagonists and narratives and why they are a benefit to this medium compared to non-silent protagonists. Why I feel like silent protagonists are inherently better in this regard, in this debate, uh, is because the, the best aspect of, of them is that what better way to assume that role, that person in this game, than someone who does not even talk, right? Someone who has to make these difficult decisions that isn't sharing their perspective because then by doing so, it's hard to maybe connect with that individual, that character. Clear example, Link, right? Link is a you know, well-known silent protagonist, does not inherently talk out loud, though sometimes it's assumed that he does, but we'll look more at the older games, right? He doesn't talk. And so when you're playing the game, and, and also I should back up as well, this is also in a time where you can rename Link as well. Not, not the more recent ones, you can't do that anymore, but say like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, like you can rename Link to your own name. I was definitely, Eric was definitely a, a Zelda character at one point, right? Um, as Link. And what better way to kind of fit into this, this persona, into this, this story, than, than feeling like you are this character that has your name, that isn't giving views or perspectives that you disagree with that would jolt you out of this experience. No, it's like it helps you kind of ground yourself in this reality, helps you be a part of it. Um, and it doesn't really ruin the character for you. Because like, what if you had a, a, a oh, well, maybe I'm going too far with this. What if you had a character that said, things that you just did not agree with and then you kind of feel jolted out of this position of like oh i don't feel like i'm really a part of this world now in this in this form of a character that is that is oversharing or sharing a perspective that i don't agree with you know with link or with mario or with i don't know so many characters kirby even right it's this altruistic person that is that is trying their best to save the world in some way and by us being a part of that that avatar that that individual it helps us to kind of feel a part of the world even more i would say than if someone was constantly talking and, and being jarring uh it helps you feel the story more and be a part of the story more and i feel like that would be such a huge benefit or that is a, a huge benefit in a narrative story whereas like everything else around you is kind of going at the pace that it needs to for a story and you're just a part of it along for the ride as the main catalyst as to why the story is progressing i think that's really cool why do you think non-silent protagonists are cool? <laughs> so, uh, why do I think non-silent protagonists are uh, a good fit for the medium and tell uh, great stories? I think what makes stories interesting is a combination of tension and um, character development and narrative changing over time. And through that narrative changing, you get to experience something different. And while non-silent protagonists, you can have some of that you're better, I think, better able to engage with the world. Me, as Ryan, I don't know what Azora is. I don't know what these beings are. So why would it make sense for me, who's existing in this world, to, to engage with those things in that way? Versus a character like Nathan Drake or um, any character from The Last of Us or characters who have personalities and experiences I can relate to on a empathetic level because I am a human, they are human, and I care about their success and what they're experiencing in a way that is harder to do for silent protagonists. I think being able to see where a person what their stance is in a story and in a narrative, even if it's the incorrect one, is sometimes interesting and dramatic. And the tension that forms from having a character who maybe has the incorrect information or makes an incorrect choice is in some cases more interesting and sets up better better experiences. 
if there is a if I am playing a character and the other character is my sister, but I have no context or I'm just told that as a silent protagonist and I have no way to engage with them, I'm gonna have left of an experience as if I get to exceed them engaging, I'm bought into that relationship and I believe that relationship and I see that to be a, a valid and, and, and it makes sense. It is easier to engage and to follow in when you have a, um, a story being told about characters who you get to know about and get to see them change and develop over time. And I think there is a, a, um, a benefit and an enjoyment that comes from that that just doesn't exist outside of that space. Okay. All right. Okay. Fair points. Fair points. Okay. Yeah, same. Same. Right. It was. Yeah. I was. As you were. As you were saying that, I was like, "Oh man, yeah, he's right. This is great." <laughs> I thought the same thing. I <laughs> yeah. the same thing that you were, as you were just talking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is gonna be interesting because now we're gonna move into to round two, yeah. where we we're giving rebuttals. So yep. I'm gonna mm -hmm. we're gonna take what you say, what yep. each other says, and try to kind of refute it, and we can kind of go back and forth on it. Mm -hmm. I think is like a, a fun way to do it. So yeah, for sure. If I if I may start. Ryan, please. Yeah, that's bold. the order. Okay. Yeah, uh, that is the, you're right. That is the order. Yeah, uh, I don't know why I'm being bold here. Uh, why I think I'm being bold. <laughs> I I hear what you are saying. However, right? Let's take. Oh, I should. We should put a spoiler warning at the beginning of this episode. I'll say it again right now. I'll try to put one in the beginning as well. Um, there's be like spoiler alerts for for games. So we'll we'll bring the game up maybe first, and then you have a chance to kind of skip. So I'm actually going to bring the case in point for Abby from The Last of Us 2. So if mm -hmm. you've never played that game, I highly recommend you skip a little bit ahead uh, to me where you don't want to hear this. So my immediate thought, Ryan, as you were talking about how non-silent protagonists add things, even if you disagree with them, they add things to the story. I, I, I question, say Abby, right, again, huge spoiler warning. If you don't want to hear this, please skip ahead. Uh, what Abby does in the beginning of The Last of Us 2 is a very significant moment in the game. And people really had a hard time with Abby and her killing of this individual that then led to a lot of hate for this character. I question if Abby had not been so vocal and so adamant and had actually been more of a silent protagonist, would she have been more intriguing and more mysterious and more interesting in that regard in the story? To then kind of then realize later on as you're playing the game what her motivations were that led to what happened in the beginning of the game, right? If she had been silent the whole time, maybe that would have led to a more intrigue and more understanding, more rationalizing and acceptance of to her actions and what she does than when she's constantly talking and saying the same things over and over again and talking about how she hates this, hates this person that she kills and how much and just kind of like. It's just talking too much. <laughs> no, no, I shouldn't say that. Not talking too much, but like, I don't know. A lot of a lot of things. I I validate Abby for her choices. I just feel like she's over talking about some things too much, or her views were so jarring sometimes. It was very frustrating. Though I should probably play this game again because I'm I'm blanking on. I'm sure a few aspects that are gonna go against my perspective. Whatever. Who cares? Um, or like you know what, what's so great about these things is that like. About, about what's so great about silent protagonists is that you don't have that jarringness in their perspective or like they're they, they'll say things that are just like oof like this feels weird i don't know like clear example in my mind is isaac miles from dead space like you know he's there to save his his on off again partner and we get a little bit of context clues in dead space one through the uh diary that he is constantly filling out 
but you don't even need to, need to look at that. I didn't even know that was a thing when I played the game originally, right? We know why he's there. He's silent the whole time, which then kind of puts you in this perspective of someone who's just hardened and, and it's just like, you can't even talk because you're trying to survive. And I think it's so much more interesting than even like Abby trying to verbally rationalize constantly her perspective or what she's doing. It just feels like a constant justification for negative choices. I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this anymore. But, you know, it's hard because, like, does it add to a story? Does a non-silent protagonist add to a story? Yeah, sure. They definitely add to a story. But I don't know if everything they add is good compared to silent protagonists who, because they're not saying anything inherently, is not adding, I would say, adds more positivity because it continues the story regardless than if any kind of negativity because, like, then you like, may not like a character as much based on their perspective. Jeez, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter if it does or not. It does make sense. That that that. Okay, I hope I hope that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, um, I think in response, I would say, think about the game stories that have had the most emotional impact on you mm. as a person. What games Here's have you played <laughs> that you walked away from feeling some type of? emotional change or mm. impact or for me those games are oftentimes games with non-silent protagonists where i get to see a character change over time and think about their perspective the challenge with the silent protagonist is they don't take a stance they mm. can't have an opinion on what's happening in the world around them they either are okay with the what is happening around them and refuse to speak on it or they do not have the ability to do so, which I cannot fault mm. them for not having the physical ability to do so. But I think it makes it harder to engage with the world when you don't have... Again, you are being dropped in this world, and in this situation, if you're with silent protagonist, you are embodying that person. But you don't have the information you need to successfully make choices in the world around you. And the game tells you that. But having a character who can give you perspective, or at least give you their perspective, is helpful in understanding and engaging with the world around you, and makes those emotional moments more intense. Mm. Imagine a situation in which you have Link and Zelda having a conversation in the same intensity and depth to Ellie and Joel in The Last of Us in the cabin in Wyoming, right? The, the, that level of, and again, those are two different experiences, that level <laughs> of emotional conversation and, and feelings and emotion and narrative that are happening that are, that are playing on things we've experienced and know Joel to believe and things we've experienced and know Ellie to believe, and then bringing those beliefs and the things that they are able to say to each other allows us as people to be empathetic to better connect with those people because just like us, they can engage with the world around them and have thoughts and feelings. And I think it is easier to connect with a character who feels real than a character who is a blank canvas. Mm, but is that blank canvas not you though? Aren't you, aren't you the multifaceted person kind of going through the story then in that sound protagonist role? Yeah, but I think it, it requires you to be a different version of yourself. Mm. because I, if I was dropped into Hyrule in the world that it was in, I would be so concerned with self-preservation, I would not participate <laughs> in what is happening around them. Now, you do get to live out that power fantasy of, of you know, being a different version of yourself, mm -hmm. but I think 
what makes video game stories so engaging and is interesting is that we get to not only embody these characters, but be on the ground floor of them experiencing. Not only do we get to see them talking to each other, we get to be those characters. We get to watch them move through this world and have opinions of the world around them. And those opinions help us better understand that world for better or worse. Yeah. Do you, so I, I have a question. I'm yeah. curious about your perspective on this. That I, I, I promise to relate to this topic. Yeah. Take, a, take a Fallout situation. Take, yeah. a, take a protagonist in Fallout, right? Yeah. Yeah. When I hear, when I hear, well, I'll come back to this in a second. Sorry, let me make this other point really quick. When I hear non-silent protagonists, right, I hear someone that has a linear story. Their story is kind of predetermined. Their opinions are predetermined. They're already this kind of multifaceted character making predetermined choices in this narrative that is being played out, right? Compared to, say, like a, a Fallout character who's not actually talking, though you're making choices and dialogue options with characters that's more fluid and open, right? So, like, I, how would you how would you classify a Fallout character then? Because I sa- see it more as a silent protagonist type then. In that I would regard. I would I would completely agree. I think the definition for me of a silent protagonist is somebody who does not come with any preconceived ideas. Yes. And you yes. you are those. You know what I mean? You were pouring that into it. You're if pouring there that is into any. it. Yeah. But then what? Okay. So then in that regard, then I thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah. In that for your perspective, I mean. In that regard, then, would that silent protagonist archetype from like a Fallout or a, uh, a Skyrim or whatever have then more veritability on the outcome of a story? Or even like, you know, I mean, Geralt talks in The Witcher, obviously, but you have more say in what he does as a silent protagonist, I would say, than a verbal protagonist or a non silent protagonist, right? Someone that's more open ended in their choices. Doesn't that then not branch out and develop the story in a way that's more exciting and unpredictable because your choices then influence the, the narrative itself compared to a last of us where the ending has already been predetermined right we're going to get to the same place no matter what we do or how we do it all the story beats are going to be the same so then once you experience that story that story is done and as great as a story can be you can't you can't see it branch off in a different way like you could with a fallout like you could with a, a skyrim so I, I, I'm curious then if that sound protagonist then if you assume that role not, are, not only are you becoming that person like if you play Fallout you can make a version of yourself that looks just like you in a video game form and then you make these choices in the world that then you're that person making these choices that influence the, influences the story and outcome of this world and how empowering and how exciting that can be I don't know I, I think that's a really great point I don't think it makes for in, in the context of this argument, I don't think it makes for... I think you can tell a... I think you can tell a better story if you can take the time to develop characters, have those characters mm. go through experiences, have those characters have a resolution. Mm. But can't those can't all that happen as well? With the silent protagonist, who's also... Their choices that influences their companions or the people in the world... Like, again, not to go back to Fallout, but Fallout 3, what's the place called? I forget the, the town that's in Fallout 3, that you have the choice of nuking or not, right? You're oh, destroying Megaton? or not. Right? Megaton? Megaton, thank you. Yeah. Yes, Megaton. Yeah. Like, what an impactful moment. Like, you choose that. As a silent protagonist, they, like, they give you the button, and then you choose the fate of this town, which alters the story entirely, right? Which is, I don't know. That's I think that's very empowering as a, as a, as a non for a story that's being developed. Like, what, what what was your story? Oh, I I saved Megaton. I didn't want to blow it up, 
What about you? Oh no, in my version, I I totally blew I blew it up to smithereens. You know what I mean? Like like yeah, they had it coming kind of thing. Like it, that's uh, both stories though very similar in the same vein because they're the same game, rad- radically different than that. You can even say like let's go even linear, let's go even um more simplistic than that. Like Tears of the Kingdom is a game where you you assume Link as an, a silent protagonist, but how you tra- how you traverse through that story is so different from each other person, right? Like, I didn't get my glider until, like, day three. I was just running around doing whatever I wanted, but other people experience their story as, like, going right for the glider and then going, doing this and this this, and they go through the story in different ways. How, like, satisfying that is. I, as a, from, a, from a narrative perspective, their, their personal stories were so much more impacted by their, their silent protagonist not, not forcing them into this linear story perspective. And you can also go into to game development you go into the to, to you know open world uh aspects and, and open story aspects too but like yeah hope yeah yeah that, <laughs> that makes complete sense and i think it, it goes to like it may be more interesting and it may be more empowering to get to play that story but i don't know if it makes it a better story i think the challenge that comes from a non-silent protagonist is you require the world around you to tell you that story. You require finding notes or finding audio logs or finding things in the world around you to tell you that story instead of getting to move through that world in a way that is more organic and more natural and get to engage with other characters in a more meaningful way because you are not just a blank canvas. I don't think the technology has gotten to where the stories that it can be told or are being told as a silent protagonist are meeting what can be told by a group of writers and artists who are putting this experience together from start to finish. I mean, I think if you look at in other media, the best stories in TV are stories where the ending has been decided and we have an arc, we experience it, and then it has that satisfying conclusion. With a silent protagonist, you might get that satisfying conclusion you wanted, or you might wander around and and find something you're not supposed to and break the order, and then it isn't satisfying. Maybe by the time you get to the end of the game, you're so strong that you hit him once and he dies, and then that's not narratively satisfying. Or maybe you wander into the wrong town and get killed by somebody and then have to, you know, start something over again. Whereas, because you're making those choices, you may make choices that are not good for the story. They may be good for your personal experience, but they may not be good for the narrative of that story. The story mm. of Fallout 3, I would I would ask Eric for you to like try to recall all those <laughs> narrative beats that you hit versus oh, the narrative beats of something like Uncharted 2 or The Last of Us. Sure, I think sure, they're more sure. meaningful from a narrative perspective. So it's like quality over quantity kind of thing? Kind sure. Yeah, I think I think for the sake of this argument, I'm gonna for, say for yes. a narrative, from a narrative yeah. Pers- yeah, perspective. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. I I question. I I hear what you're saying, and I do validate that. I question. Yeah. Are you truly engaging in this? Are you as a person in the world that you're playing truly engaging with the story, or is the characters forced to then engage? Whereas you don't you don't move as a silent protagonist. You move the story, or you sometimes have options to move the story in a way that could be different than another choice you can make. Whereas, like, in The Last of Us, I don't go back to The Last of Us, or I'll say Uncharted 2, whatever. Um, yeah. You know, those those moments where Drake is engaging with uh, 
Elena or Sully or whoever, right? Is it is it really that engaging? Because it's a forced dialogue conversation that's been predetermined to happen. Like, yeah, I, I mean, uh, for sure. I'm sure that there's there's moments. I mean, well, Uncharted Two is a fantastic game. The narrative is much better than Uncharted One, even though that was fine too. But like, <laughs> and those and those narrative beats are there for sure, and they are very satisfying. But I question the the effect that branching choices or, or the effect that being a part of this world or feeling like you're in the world would give you the validation or the the fun feelings. That, I mean, that's why like Skyrim and Fallout and those games are so ex- are so much fun and so exciting is because you are that person in this world experiencing this narrative in a way that your your avatar, your character isn't isn't jarring it or making it uncomfortable or like saying things you would never agree with. It's it's you and you could experience it. And what a better way to feel like you are are in the story than being in it and this is your story. This is your narrative. Rather than living through the narrative of someone else that can be very compelling and, and interesting and fun like Joel and Ellie or Nathan Drake. But then again, as fun as that can be, isn't that more fun to have your own narrative? I think if the uh, this argument was about what is the most fun, I think we could <laughs> certainly find our way there. Oh, can we, can we change it? <laughs> is it too late? <laughs> I would say, I would say, if you think about the impact of a silent protagonist versus non-silent protagonist, for example... You are Link, and you're in Tears of the Kingdom, and you're doing something, and you fall and crash and, and die, and you're car- mm. you then respawn. Think about the tension that comes from those experiences as you're like flying a ship, and then it goes wrong, versus the tension that comes from Nathan Drake climbing that train that is falling down in Uncharted 2 because you know who this character is, and you care about this character because of the choices they make and move through this world. Not only am I getting to play this character, I care about this character. I want them to be successful. Versus with a silent protagonist, you might care about them because they're you, but you have a little bit more creative freedom to do things that are a little more interesting and wacky and weird because it would be more fun, but Mm. I don't know if it would tell the best story. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So you, I see from what you're saying. You're saying that narratively the non-silent protagonists are telling a, a crafted story to the best of your enjoyment, whereas for silent, it's more of the experience of being in the world, not the story being told. Yeah, that, that's what I, I think I that's say. an opinion. I think that's a, a full-on... I think you're wrong. <laughs> I, think, I, think you're, I think you are, are right in that mm. it definitely can be more of an experience than a story. Like, for me, Fallout 4 was more of an experience than a story. I couldn't even tell you what the story's about because I didn't like it. Even yeah. though I was... I know this doesn't help my argument right now. But but at the same time, there are people who love that story, and that experience was the same as being a part of the story. I would I would say. Or I would say that at least, at least that there, there has to be an opinion somewhere in the world, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. I certainly am not trying to invalidate people's opinions on their experience in these games. I am just saying from a narrative perspective, it is, you can tell, I think you could tell, for the sake of this argument, Mm. I think you can tell a better story if the characters are characters who have been written and there's a there's an there is some intentionality when i Mm -hmm. am when i am in the very in the very first scene of a story driven game 
everything in that scene is there for a purpose to help move that story forward. Now, that may not be the most fun to experience that scene. It may not be the most fun to watch a cut scene of characters talking. Mm. But from a narrative perspective of engaging with this story, I think it gets you closer or at least tells a more narratively interesting and what would what would there's more of an arc you could go through that like hero's journey or narrative journey in a way that is harder to do with a silent protagonist mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fair enough fair enough i don't think i have any any more to say on my end okay i think i think i do as well do we want to do we do the personal stance do we want to do was that our closing arguments would you say i think we should do one more set of closing arguments okay great just I give our that. just give our one side without any rebuttals and then we okay. get into, into our personal stance cool great I love okay that. all right mm-hmm. uh so story goers here's my my personal stance as to why i'm why i'm right in this situation uh <laughs> As a silent protagonist, right, we were experiencing every game has a story in which we were living, whether it's a story that's being told to us or a story that we're crafting on our own, right? And whatever experience you're going through, is it not more satisfying to be the, the person crafting the story ahead of you? Though, are there beats already written into the game that you'll have to get to and traverse? Yeah. And will there be options or not options? Of course. But you, that, as that person, as that silent protagonist, are facing this narrative as a as an individual that is more you than someone else you don't have to inhabit this person that has these these character flaws or has these these story beats or these this emotional baggage they're carrying that you don't identify with or relate to you carry whatever you carry into this game for you and then the choices that come from that are are coming from that sound protagonist that is you and your perspective on this world that you're living in which i would argue crafts a personal narrative that is that rivals any other narrative that's been written by many writers. You know, writers deserve respect, and we should all support the writer's strike because uh, Hollywood's terrible and executives <laughs> make too much money, and it's horrible. But whatever, that's a whole other topic. As a silent protagonist, right, you are given the ability to kind of craft your own story in a world that allows you to be you, and does not force you to be someone that you dislike. My last point that I'll make. Her, and, and this is going to be polarizing. Don't for anyone that's like supporting the side, please don't leave when I say this. This is just me. I'll get to it. I'll get back to it eventually. I know I'm I'm technically wrong here. Like for example, uh, I tried to play Horizon, and I just could not get past Aloy's dialogue. I just couldn't do it. I I just could not connect with her. She annoyed me. I know. And I said everyone can hate me if they want to. It just it's me. I don't want to be that. Person. I didn't want to. I didn't want that. I really tried hard to fight it. And because of that, I put it down. I couldn't even experience the narratives. I just, I was just kind of tired of, of just. I just wasn't interested in this. Whereas, if I had been more of a silent protagonist, I was crafting my own or giving my own responses. In or, I mean, this is, that's not the best example because Ailey has choices, doesn't she? Yeah, she has. She certainly has a personality, but you choose some of the oh, narrative. Yeah, beats. but I'm probably not gonna say that. I'm gonna cut that part out. Sure. And that's my argument. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, st- what about you? How, do you? how would you... My closing argument? Yeah. Storygoers, I would ask you to think about the narrative games that have been most meaningfully impact you in your lives. Games that you've connected with because of the characters and the story and those things that you remember from those experiences, those things, stories that made you laugh and cry and have a full range of human emotions because you got to see a variety of characters go through a 
difficult experience and see how they react in that experience so you can have that empathetic contact with them you can connect with how they're feeling because you can connect with how they're feeling you care about them because you care about them you want them to be successful and you can then better play that experience compare that to an experience where you are in full control it is very fun it is a great way to move through the story but i don't think it can it is as narratively meaningful Mm. okay okay all right all right so now we're gonna give our personal stances now this is very open and we can be Honest how you actually feel. Yeah. Um, I guess since I've been going first, I'll go first if that's okay. Yeah. Um, for me personally, after listening to both arguments, I would say I am more in the camp of the, of the non-silent protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really tried hard to... It's like Zelda's fantastic, right? I love, like I've said a million times on this on this podcast, the, the story of Majora's Mask is like my favorite. And that's with a, a silent protagonist. But it was, like Ryan said in his argument with silent protagonist it's, it was the world around link that was so compelling and so interesting though i will say things that happen to link or the inferences that we can pull from that story are very very interesting to to the story of majora's mask and the themes of it um a non-silent protagonist narrative is so like ryan was saying so compelling and so crafted to be drawing draw you know to draw you in and to holds your attention whereas with the sound protagonist i think it's easier to kind of lose that focus because we as people are more flawed in the idea that we'll kind of lose our track of our of our stances or kind of do whatever the heck we want to which kind of pulls away from that narrative aspect or makes it more uh it makes the narrative less meaningful or less important like in in tears of the kingdom right link is a, a sound protagonist inherently and like Gan's just waiting for us, right? And we can go down at any point. And I'm just running around, collecting stuff and having a grand old time. <laughs> like the narrative isn't there in that regard. And honestly, Zelda's not about really the narrative. Yeah, um, it really isn't. So, in that regard, yeah, like it makes total sense as to why silent, protagon- silent protagonists do not add to a story. I do think it's a time and a place thing. I do think that Isaac Miles. Like, going back to the Dead Space argument, Isaac Miles as a silent protagonist in Dead Space 1 was so compelling because I felt like I was I felt like I was him in this story. However, you get to Dead Space 2, and Isaac Miles talks in that game. He's a non-silent protagonist, then they switch him over, and he's so much more compelling. And he's so much more relatable and empathetic as this person's suffering in this game. Um and and honestly, that's that's the example that I keep coming back to is like no Isaac as Isaac was great in Dead Space One because that was you traveling through this horrific world trying to get out of it in Dead Space Two Isaac Miles his performance carries that story and the pain that he struggles with as his as this image of his his partner is constantly terrorizing him and his reactions to it is so much more compelling and gripping from a narrative perspective so. Yes, Ryan, I think that non-silent protagonists are definitely the, the best option for a narrative perspective. And then for an experience, I would probably argue that silent protagonists are, are better. Which is why I was definitely pulling at my, you know, pulling, like, man, how am I going to convey this? This is going to be hard. Yeah, it's like, hard. I, but that's where I was kind of coming from. Because, like, yeah. it's hard. I feel like there's a, a thin line between fun and story. Because, like, or, or I'm sorry, experience and story, right? My experience running through the depths of Tears of the Kingdom was part of my, my my story playing that game. However, it wasn't truly the story that I'm looking for in this regard. It was my personal story, not the story of the game. You know what I mean? 
and I was trying to go there to try to prove something, and I don't think it was working very well. But, yeah. I no, yeah. I think I think you did a really great job. I think Thank you did you. a great job. Yeah, I think you, yeah. you did fantastic. Well, Ryan, I give my personal stance. What what is yours? So this is really tricky because I think it is certainly comes down to what you're trying. If if you're going for truly what is the story, what is the narrative? Mm-hmm. I agree. I think non-silent protagonists tell a better story. Yeah. Th- oh, and I think that is part of why we are so engaged and compelled with them. But I certainly think there's something to say about like what what makes video games different than books and movies, right? It's that you get to interact and be in this world. And that's where those silent protagonists really shine. And I think can really create this really meaningful and powerful experience where the story that you tell moving through this world is just as meaningful and as any narrative story. Now, I don't think that it would be as narratively sound because like you said, things like that can happen where like, what narrative sense does it make that Ganon just hangs out in the castle for, you know, 400 hours waiting for you to go <laughs> um, Or like in Fallout, right? You can kind of bounce around or, and do whatever you want and accidentally kill a bad guy who's like super important down the line. Yep, right? yep. There, is, there is an empowerment to that freedom. And I think like looking at like Baldur's Gate right now, which is a huge game that mm-hmm. you can do anything, right? You can, and certainly there are narratives in there and you can, you can choose to play as a custom character or you can choose to play as a character with personality and experience it in whichever way you like or a combination of. But I think there is so much empowerment that comes from beginning to make those choices. That is why the people keep making those games because they're very fun, because they're very good, because they're, they're, it's a great experience. But I think if you're trying to tell a good story, I don't think the technology is there yet to make that silent protagonist ha- be as, as meaningful and as emotionally impacted. Because like you said... We as humans are making decisions, but they're not always, like, it It could take me a year to beat a game, and my mindset at one point and my mindset at another point aren't going to line up, and that, like, the choices I'm making won't necessarily, like, it could be just nonsense. There are some people who are, like, role-play in those experiences, and they will create a character in those experiences, but I don't think they're going to have that same uh, emotional and narrative impact as a 9 protagonist. Yeah, I agree. I think I think in your arguments earlier, you hit it, the nail on the head. I think that, like you said before, silent protagonists, the world needs to be interesting and impactful to carry that story because obviously the the, the protagonist is not. Yeah. Um, whereas non-silent protagonists have the world as well as the that character's feelings and their perspectives and how they influence it. Like the just like the grippingness of The Last of Us Two. Again, spoiler warning. I'll try to be vague. Um, in the hospital, the hospital, I think, in the moment that ellie is going to kill someone and you stand there and there's no getting out of it like this is what's going to happen like you have to kill this person as ellie whether you agree with it or not you are killing this person as ellie and that really is a a huge moment in the story because that's that's ellie committing to this journey that she's taking uh and how gripping that was whereas if that was isaac miles who says nothing in Dead Space 1, or I'm sorry, let me, let me do a better one. If it was Mario, you're about to kill somebody like that, or, or you know, something, or I, sh- I shouldn't say that. Let's say it's a customizable Fallout character, right? Yeah. Going to do that, it would not be as impactful because that's the, that character is not a character that you've grown with through another game. That is a character that is you, but it's not as impactful because for you it's just a game. For, for this world, for Ellie in that situation, that's, that's her life, and that is yeah. what's so impactful, I think, is because she has that personality. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. 
that was fun. I, I, I am going to do, I'm going to try to be better when we have these, uh, to, to not think ahead, but just to kind of come up with the gameplay. Cause I feel, I feel a little bad. I was trying to run off on the, on the experience aspect. Of no, it. I think, okay. I think that was the best. I think that's the best thing you can do with that argument, right? Because I think there's certainly something I said to us. What story, what is a story? What, what is a story? What is the story? Yeah. story? Like you, I, make me say your story isn't as important as what these are you know what i mean like <laughs> that's, that's that you certainly i think that's the best way to go about uh that that discussion i think yeah I think, it's, I think each has their time and place i think For like sure. i said i am sure there is some silent protagonist story that we are not thinking of that it did, uh, is amazingly impactful uh, uh, i mean me it's majora's mask but portal like, 2 portal 2 portal, right? portal 2 you know what i mean portal, like, like, yes 100 percent 100 percent yeah, it's yeah. very impactful. But again, like you, like you said, as I keep saying, uh, that world around Shell is so interesting. Weasley is so interesting. GLaDOS is so interesting yeah. that that's what carries that narrative. Yeah. And but can you imagine if Shell had been saying stuff, had been giving her opinion or giving their opinion, and like, and 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 taking a stance in this whole narrative? That would be even more, arguably, even more impactful. Right. Yeah, right. it'd be absolutely insane. It'd be, like, I don't know. Now I'm kind of like sad that we don't have that <laughs> as we as we talk about it. Honestly, yeah, I think I think yeah. it would have to be written differently because I think it is written yeah. from a perspective of this character can't talk, so we're gonna we're gonna, which again, Valve is very good at this, or at least this team of writers, we're gonna write the world around you to make it so that your inability to talk won't harm or hinder this world because we're right. gonna write it so well that it it will it still. But again. I love Portal as a game. I think it's like one of the best well-written games out yeah. there, but yeah. I don't think it hits any of those same emotional highs or lows as yes. a non-silent protagonist game. Can you imagine if Shell was talking and, like, say in the beginning of Portal 2, again, spoiler alert for Portal 2, uh, Shell runs into glass again and absolutely just despises her and they and they're yeah. bickering back and forth at each other and as they as they go through the story they learn to grow and accept one another. Yeah. And then Shell coming to terms with Weasley's deception. Yeah. Like and, and her vocalizing that and talking about that. Or like at the end getting dragged at the end of Portal One getting dragged back in and her like whispering like no or something like something yeah. like that shows that she doesn't want to go back. Like that would that would have been wild. That would have been I'm really sad we don't have that. <laughs> yeah. Gabe, we know you're listening. You're always listening. <laughs> yeah. Um Rewrite Portal 1 and 2 and redo them, please. <laughs> <laughs> Portal 1 with shell narrative. Now um, with talking shell, yeah. Now with talking shell action. <laughs> but no, I think that'd be... I think Ryan, you did a fantastic job in your debate. Thanks, I'm, you did too. You did too. Thank you, thank you. I'm not a good debater, um, so... Uh, but I'm going to try to get better. I want to... This is a lot of fun. I think it's really fun to share this perspective. I'm glad there's no, like... There's no winners. I'm sure there's... I'm actually really... Storygoers, if if you have your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives, please, please share that. If there is someone out there that has an argument to be, to be made about silent protagonist narratives and why they might be more impactful than non-silent protagonist narratives, we would love to hear them. We would absolutely love to hear them. Please send us your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives. Tales from the cartridge at gmail.com. All the E's are threes. Also on our social medias, as well as uh, you can send us a voicemail or a text at 207-494-4334. Also, if you're on Spotify, scroll down and you will see our poll question. We'll put down uh, which one do you prefer, narrative, uh, what, what narratives do you prefer, um, silent protagonist or non-silent protagonist. And then we'll also post the question, uh, elaborate on your response, and we can see what you guys have to say. We'll read all those in a future episode, probably the next episode. So, 
if it's not a bedtime story, it'll probably be a bedtime, bedtime story. Also, want to say as well, because people are, are, I want to make sure I say this because I've been behind on it, but our next episode of Little Nightmares will be coming out hopefully this month. So we'll have it all done and we'll have it out. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. So, um, but yeah, Ryan, fantastic job as always. Yeah, you did course. great. Same. And uh, hopefully we all, we all came together and, and learned mm-hmm. that we can just share our perspectives and agree to disagree or come yeah. to, a, you know, see different, different views of the world. I think it's right. very important. So yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, awesome. Storygoers, we hope you're happy and healthy and well, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.